0: Zoomed in still. The camera's oh. fucked. Hold on. <laughs> What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo eSports podcast, and that, I fucked up, I'm sorry. But we're here, we're live, we were already live, and now we're live even some more. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 247 of HCS Pro Talk for the week of August 7th, 2022. The title of this episode is G1 shows up, but the green wall is too strong. The HCS North American super post show. My name is Josh, a.k.a. JK fire. And this week I'm joined by the man in the tie dyed sweater. Will, a.k.a. I, Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this Sunday evening?
1: Freaking tired.
0: <laughs> I, I know you are.
1: I'm, I'm managing though. How are you?
0: I'm doing great.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you have energy.
0: Well, our our prediction was right. We got one prediction correct, basically. Just one. Just one. And that's fine. Because it was the one that mattered. And uh, if it didn't give it away already, and you didn't catch the, the fucking tournament, that's what it is. Optic one. But we're going to get to that and so much more. Will... Do you want to know what's coming up on this week's episode of the show? Sure. Our HCS North American Super Post Show. That's basically it. So much so, in fact, that we're going to switch things up for this episode of the show. We are not going to be doing our normal format. Instead, since it's fresh in everybody's minds, we're going to go right the fuck into our topic, which is our HCS North American Super Post Show so let's just get right the fuck into it um first and foremost I think we should say uh will do you want to go through the rosters that we have listed just so the folks know who the rosters were at the event
1: yeah if you weren't paying attention to all the roster mania stuff that happened before this super we got you covered so
0: will you want to hit the
1: button the button a little uh roster oh roster recap
0: yeah Roster Recap
1: There you go Thank you Um, <laughs> There we go We got <laughs> Sentinels Which included Frosty, Lethal, Royal 2 And Snakebite A team that technically Did not make a change They tried But didn't Supposedly they tried Yes Yes um, Cloud9 Which includes Bound, Eco, Penguin And Stellar mm-hmm. Optic Gaming APG Formal Lucid and Trippy Pioneers Druck Nick Soul Snipe and Tollock. G2 Esports, Gilkey, Sabinator, Straight Sick, and. Who was their fourth? For who? Oh, it was Barcode. Yes, Barcode! G1, Predevinator, doo boo Swish, and Squalai. Face Clan, Falcated, Renegade, Sna- uh, Snipe Down, and Spartan. Uh, e United, Manny, Rain, Ryan Noob, and Suspector. Complexity, Monster, Vetra, Neuronical, and Cycle. Oxygen Esports, Common, Triton, Boam, and Nemesis. Fnatic, Jazeera, Rami, Septify, Super CC. Lions, Burton, uh, Parzelli, Hotshot Ghost, and Mortally. Uh, Space Station was Ace Collect, Suppressed, and Tylenol. Forbidden Fruit, Onboard, Tony, 2 Turn, Hysteria, and Arctic. Need an Org included Fluriously, its name, JK7, Gold Star BR. Crowd Pleasers, Kratos, Mines, Piggy Sane, and King J. And the last four here Blackhand, Cortex, Sylvana, Canes, Piles, Exo, uh, Shooky, Hus, Shock Hill, and Bid Teaches. Incognito was Carmea, Abiture, Neighbor, and Hativ. And Arsenal was uh, Mohunded, uh, Neist Lake, Rowan, and Bcap.
0: And there you go. Thank you very much for doing that. I am just getting a little screenshot here. so I can put it into the show because the HCS have not tweeted it yet, and I just want to make sure I have them ready to go. Um, Get in the brackets. Yeah, just get in the brackets. You know what it is. Um, All right, well, thank you for going through the rosters. With that, we had day one, which is on Friday, um, and that was all pool play matches. Therefore, I wanted to go through the pool play placings and see kind of where our predictions came out. Because for those who don't recall, we actually did not predict who would win. We didn't predict placings for the actual bracket of the tournament. Instead, we only predicted what pools would be. Therefore, let's see how we did, shall we? Um, In pool A, Sentinels won their pool, as predicted, 3-0. United got second in their pool, as predicted, 2-1. Complexity, as predicted, 1-2 and native gaming 0 and 3 again so pool a we were dead on seemed b- pretty easy to get that one right you know pool b here is where things got a little bit dicey first up cloud 9 winning the pool 3-0 expected but it was oxygen esports shout out nemesis rep mn uh taking second in their pool 2-1 over phase clan Going 1 and 2, with Need and Org rounding things out O and 3. Pool C was a little more understandable. Um, Optic Gaming winning their pool 3 0. G1 winning their, uh, getting second in their pool 2 1. Forbidden Fruit going 1 and 2, and Fnatic going 0 and 3. Fnatic, uh, just to put it plainly, did not play well in this tournament at all. Moving on in Pool D, the one that shook the world. G2 Esports taking the pool win two to one in Space Station as predicted. As predicted. You're welcome, Collect. As predicted, took second in their pool with the same record, two to one. Because Lions actually took third in the pool going one and two, which means, yes, KCP, the Kansas City Pioneers, got last in their pool. Going one and two as well. Now you may be asking yourself, how how is that the case if the two teams shared the same records, but they placed one, two, three, four, whatever it may be? Well, it's great you asked that because I have a I have an answer. Let's get into our pull play thoughts, Will. I have some things noted down. Okay. Do you mind if I run through them? Go for it. All right. So in pool play, Space Station versus G2. Space Station fell 0-3 to G2 in their first pool play match. And while the individuals had good performances during the series, there was always one person each game who did not play to their skill. And if there's one thing that we've learned is that Halo Infinite is a team game. And while stats are not everything, we understand that they are not everything, stats definitely hold some type of weight. And if one of your players on your team is not performing to their, to the best of their ability, that can lead to teams not performing well as a whole. Um, We move on to KCP versus lions. This was fucking weird. So game five was slayer on Aquarius. After clawing their way back into a one kill lead, KCP make a boneheaded push into the base of lions. So the lions were in the back of their base, right? It seemed as though KCP had the upper hand in this scenario. KCP did not. They push in, they, it led to a team wipe, and kills being traded, all while Lions get a one-kill lead back 49-48. Lions take advantage of the situation to catch a KCP player in utility and win the game 50-48 to and the series 3-2. to The thing that I have noted here about this series specifically and about KCP specifically is that they continue to not learn from previous mistakes of being overly aggressive when they don't need to be. I get it. It's part of their play style. They're an aggressive team. They do not need to be. You need to learn. If you want to get better than a top six placing at a LAN event, you need to learn to play better overall. You need to learn that you can have both types of play styles. Teams that succeed so far in this game, we have learned is that not only can they play aggressive, but they can also slow things down on a dime. In easy mode, Rome, thank you so much for the follow. Welcome. Next up, E United versus Complexity. I said keep an eye on Complexity. Okay? Remember what I said. Game four was King of the Hill on Live Fire. E United are one. Now, here, this was probably one of the greatest plays, one of the greatest plays I've ever seen in competitive Halo. Okay? Not just Infinite. I'm talking competitive Halo in general, and I've been watching for a long time. E-United are one second away from capping the C-Hill, so the Tower Hill, okay, on my fire, but instead of doing that, they keep control of Tower and force Complexity to push out of A and make a play. Complexity then take the bait, E-United pops over shield, gets the slays and the hill capture all while pushing into A for the new hill and the advantage within the game 2-0. E United then continue to outplay their opponents and take third hill 3-0. E United get the kills when they matter, prevent the push after push into the B hill, winding the time down and taking the game win 3-2. to That, the resilience to not take that one second needed to get that hill, force complexity out of A where the next hill's going to spawn anyway, make them come to you because what are they going to do? Let time wind down and not move? You have to. They had OverShield waiting. That play was literally perfect. And just, we see time and time again, teams, like when you play the objective, that's great that you played the objective, but when we see teams time and time again, like just stay in the hill. Oh, they want to get the hill. They want to get that hill. They don't want to play for time, you know? But E United just taking that one extra second to be like, no, fuck you. You come to us. Beautiful play. That is something that, like... Everybody should be paying attention to that learning from that and even trying to utilize that within their own gameplay. That was a like 1 million IQ play. Never seen anything like it before. Oh my God. Ron said it was like something out of the behind the curls YouTube series. Seriously. It's like Ryan using his own shit. You know, it's crazy. Fresh citrus. What an online, uh, what an online event had a lot of fun watching. It was incredible, man. Incredible. Game five was Slayer on Aquarius in that same series. Complexity consistently had the lead throughout the match up until a terrible play decision to push United players who appeared stuck in their base. One after another, Complexity players fell, all while Manny continued to clutch up and put the United roster in the lead, winning the game shortly thereafter. Again, this is another instance. Even if you have the lead, you do not need to push, especially if your lead is not in double digits. Okay, Just because you have the lead in a Slayer game does not mean that you make a push you don't need to make. If you have the lead, make them come to you. Get set up somewhere. If they're stuck in their base, make them come out to you. Just wait. You can set up for Camo, for fuck's sake. Just wait. You don't have to make dumb moves like that. And that's what separates the good teams from the great teams to the best teams. Like, just... Dial it back, assess the situation, and make a play based off that. Don't just push because you think you have numbers. You don't know what's around that corner. Oh, man. Have a good night, Ron. Enjoy putting the little ones to bed. Good luck to you. That's it for that series. I have just two more things for pool play. Uh, G2 versus Pioneers. Pioneers complete the reverse sweep, winning 3-2, along with Druck dropping a 30-kill game with 7.5 Thousand damage. 7,500 damage in a fucking game. Now, Barcode also dropped a 30 bomb for himself, but G2 lost that map. So, it is what it is. And then Oxygen Esports versus Phase. Oxygen beating Phase 3-2, preventing the reverse sweep. That was a phenomenal series. Everybody should go watch that. That was insane. In same um i still don't have a picture of the losers bracket but then again i mean technically i do um so well that's it for me for pool play did you have anything you wanted to call off for pool play specifically no um
1: <clears throat> the only thing i wanted to touch on was that it was actually really exciting to watch pool play this time. We had a couple games go to game five, or a couple series go to game five. Um, some upsets happened that were, weren't expected, and it was just a—it uh, was refreshing that Friday meant something, you know.
0: It really did. It was—I think it was the best pool play we've ever had. Like, if just for pool D, like sure. If if just for pool D, hell, even pool B with the with the oxygen overphase thing. This definitely felt like the best pool play we've ever had. Mythic says go optic, fuck yeah, man, go optic, let's go. I I like I get a sound fucking, you know. Um, biased, but I don't fucking care. All right. Then, and I did get a picture of elim bracket, so we are going to go into bracket play. Um. Oh, I think I had, let me see. But yeah. In terms of like the best pool play we've ever seen, KCP taking last space station taking second in theirs oxygen taking second in theirs. Uh, the oxygen esports three, two over phase forbidden fruit with the three, one over fanatic anime demons with the three, two over KCP and space station with the three over KCP. That's another thing to be said. Space Station get a three over them. Like, that's awesome. And then you had your reverse sweeps with G2 over Pioneers and E United over Complexity. Like, it's... What a phenomenal pool play it was. And the fun didn't stop there. Because while Saturday kind of felt like a run-of-the-mill kind of Saturday in terms of bracket play, there were some cool things that did happen. Um, and real quick, I'm going to add the loser's bracket picture, which is not final because obviously this is from earlier in the day, but still doesn't matter. Um, okay. So if we just go through the ELM bracket right now, uh, not really much to call out other than incognito, uh, three owing fanatic where fanatic literally didn't win a game. I mean, wait, they didn't win a series. They didn't win a single series this tournament. So, Fanatic. Oh, and also I should say this. Ramy looked like the best player on that team. This event. Shout out Rammy Ramy literally looked like the best player on that team, this event. Um KOG XTA with the follow. Thank you very much. And Mythic with the primer. Thank you so much. You'll get a woo in the shout-out section of the show. I promise. Don't you worry. So Incognito moved on. Um, but Lions beat them. Phase clan started making a move. And then uh the let's just say XO three, two in complexity. That was nice to see. I wish complexity would have won that, but what are you going to do? And then we get into pioneers actually doing something. So pioneers three owed arsenal three, one forbidden fruit and three old oxygen, unfortunate for oxygen oxygen. But then they met their match against G2 were G2, three, one them sending home KCP with a finish that they did not see coming. Like, at all. And uh, so clearly, KCP have a lot of work to do. Um, I don't know if it was just because this was online, but they did not live up to their potential at all. Everybody had them winning their pool. They didn't even come close. And while they did make a little bit of a loser's run, it just it didn't amount to anything in the long run. Um, so G2 moved on there. And then we had, on the other side, we had Space Station going up against FaZe Clan, And here is the thing that I wanted to disagree with uh, Gaskin about. So during the broadcast, Gaskin was talking about how sometimes you just get fucked by the bracket. He didn't say fucked. Obviously, he's on the broadcast. But like sometimes the bracket just doesn't work in your way and you get matched up against a team far earlier on than you'd expect to. And I would like to counter that point. And we've seen it before. In other brackets, we saw it where uh, United in Raleigh, right? Nobody expected them to take second at that event. But hey, it's the way the bracket worked out for them, okay? You could say it's luck, whatever. It doesn't matter. The point that I'm making is the reason why I disagree with Gaskin in this instance is because it doesn't matter if the bracket is not what you expected it to be. You have to deal with what you're given. You have to play through what you're given. I don't care if you were expecting to play phase six series later. It doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is you have to deal with the team that you were given to play against. And you need to bring your A game 100% of the time. If you have any expectation of getting further within the event and even winning the event. So that was my counter to that. It doesn't matter who you were facing off against in your bracket. You have to take it for what it is. And if other people want to consider it luck, or if other people want to consider it, oh, that sucks that you had to play them so early... It is what it is. You have to take what is given. You have to work with what is given. And for all intents and purposes, Space Station did not have the skill necessary to beat a team that had just been formed. So Space Station are eliminated from the tournament much earlier than, well, not really earlier than I expected, but still. Phase move on. And then EU and I did kind of get dropped uh, early enough Uh, against Cloud9, but it was a very, very close series, three to two going way of Cloud9. And E United then faced off against Lions. They 3-0'd him. It didn't even fucking matter. So then we have G2 going up against Pioneers. Again, G2 beat them. G2 move on. E United faced off against FaZe Clan. And this to me was where, again, FaZe are new. Um, United are established with their duo of Ryan Oob, and rain. And I think that's what it really came down to. I think that's what it really came down to. And I loved, loved, loved. Yes. I'm going to be this guy, but yes, I wanted United to win that series. And yes, I was very happy to see that United won that series. Um, but regardless, Faze got their pool play spot in Orlando from beating Space Station. So they're going to be there no matter what. And United obviously moved on as well. Um, Let's see here real quick. So am I getting this incorrect? I think I am. Okay, so real quick, the Space Station versus Phase thing, uh, Phase 3 three owed them, uh, Space Station get a top 12 finish, and then I already talked about the Gaskin comment, um, G2 versus KCP, KCP got their worst tournament placing yet, online or land doesn't matter, uh, with a top 8 finish, and that's like not including open series, pro series, anything like that, but like just in terms of legit tournaments, there you go. And then phase versus the United, losers round four. Game one was CTF and Aquarius. Phase proved that they are in fact learning on the fly, and they're able to come back from a 2-0 flag deficit to not only force overtime but win the game three to two. Game two was Slayer on Live Fire. While it was a very back and forth game, it wouldn't be for the reasons that one would expect. Instead, it was actually this was this was fucking weird. This was one of the weirdest Slayer games I've ever seen. Okay. It was a lot of turtling back and forth between the teams. United gets overshield. FaZe completely groups up and moves to the other side of the map. of oh, this would happen all game long. They would move as a group of four. United move as a group of four. FaZe group of four. United group of four. Just around the map. It was insane. Um. It, it's But it, it didn't fucking matter. And Ryan was playing incredibly well all tournament long. It was Just crazy and Colbert. I apologize. Thank you for the follow. Greatly appreciated. Um. And then, okay, so we have that E United move on. They eliminate phase from the tournament. Let's move to the winners bracket for a hot second, because then we had Optic Gaming going up against Cloud Nine. This was going to be a real test for OpTic. They they originally 3-0'd Space Station to send Space Station to losers, but this is going to be OpTic's real test, okay? Against Cloud9. Cloud9's got Bound now. It's official, like officially official. And also, Cloud9 waits till the day of the tournament to start to officially announce that Bound is part of the team. Weird, but okay. But OpTic Gaming come out fucking swinging, and they 3-0 Cloud9. Now we're like, okay. Okay, Optic, you perform very well online. Okay, we see you. This is kind of expected. Maybe maybe Cloud9 was going to take a game or two, but like, you know, Optic's good online. Yeah. Optic send Cloud9 to losers. And then we had G2 versus Cloud9. And uh, what do you think was going to happen? Cloud9 was going to win. Exactly, and they did. Um, so, for game four, which is CTF on Catalyst, there was an eco sword play that, again, I don't know if it was absolutely intentional, but somebody in chat said that it might have been. I just want to call it out real quick. Eco has sword, loops around the corner t- with two G2 players in his sights, okay? One of them was literally popping over shield as he's looping the corner, okay? Eco kills the first player, repulses the second that was popping over shield. And then while he was one shot loops around the second corner gets killed, but gets the sword off the map. That game could have gone. That game could have absolutely had a swing. If that player that had OS was able to get sword without eco dropping it off the map that if that was intentional, that was insane IQ. Just the fact like, He loops around the corner. He's hard committed. He can't turn around now. Gets the first player, repulses the second as he's popping over shield. He's one shot, realizes the nature of the play, turns around, drops sword in the pit, done. Just phenomenal outplay. But in the end, it didn't matter because Cloud9 won. Fresh with the primer, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it. Fresh, you'll get a woo later on in the shout-out section of the show. So then we have Cloud9 continuing. And next, it's E-United versus G1 in the loser's bracket. G1 3-0'd E-United. This was the this was the series... um. This was uh, almost the series to start the day. I think this is the second series. But either way, G1-3-0 E-United and sent E-United home of the top six finish. G1 played lights out the entire series, especially with Boo Boo and Predev popping off. E-United were never able to get anything going, and players made some boneheaded plays, rotating ball into tower bottom mid instead of playing off Hydro. Like, I couldn't fucking believe that he went through tower with ball instead of turning around and making his way back through Hydro to play that ball. Just... Dumb fucking play. Didn't matter. Because uh they got destroyed. And this is an indication of what's going to happen with G1 through the rest of the tournament up to the grand finals. They're scary. Now that they've beaten the United with a 3-0 sweep, it's time to move on to Cloud 9. And this is where I thought that Cloud 9 were gonna win. Honest to God thought Cloud9 had this. I'm not I don't want to say in the bag. But it felt like, you know, if this goes to a Game 5 series, I'm going to put the Game 5 in cloud Nine's hands. Truly felt it was going to happen. It did not happen. So, G1-3-2, Cloud9, and sent Cloud9 home with the top-four finish. G1 took a dominating Game 1, but then things, took, uh, things turned the tide into Cloud9's favor, taking Games 2 and 3 in convincing fashion. G1 remained composed and proved that they can hang with some of the best, taking game four convincingly and forcing a game five slayer on Catalyst. Now, while it was neck and neck the entire game, Cloud9 eventually got a couple kill lead and carry that lead into the final seconds of the game. But that's where the clouds started to part for G1. See what I did there? Oh, holy shit, right? With 22 seconds left in the game. Cloud 9 realized the amount of time left in the game and decided to hightail it back to their base to play some defense while allowing time to expire within the game. G1 actually took advantage of this. It was a last second decision by Cloud 9, and they made a smart push and caught basically all of C9 players off guard, taking the win 48 to 46 in the series 3 to2, guaranteeing them top three. I don't know if this was a decision by Hoaxer. It doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is I did not agree with that decision at all. You had, it doesn't matter if it was incredible positioning because it wasn't incredible positioning, but you had positioning on the map where you were. You had lines of sight to see where enemies were going to go. But instead with again, 22 seconds left, they turn around and they run right back to their base. Now they don't know where G one are coming from and G one are basically almost already there. Swish is able to catch. Um, I think it was penguin off guard and it was a penguin that had sword or something. Yep. one yeah. of them. And penguin jumps, uh, jumps up, goes through hallway. Pre pre devinator comes up and just annihilates him. And the game's basically over. Like they, they caught him completely off guard.
1: And maybe that was the reason why they backed up into the halls is that they had sword. Uh, but that one play just changed the whole the whole dynamic of that g- end of the game.
0: It, just, it, it really did not work in Cloud9's favor. It's something that they can absolutely learn from, and I hope that they do learn from that. Because that game was insane, and that series was amazing, and congrats to G1 for taking that series. But... I don't know who made that decision. That was just, to me, and again, I'm not a coach. I'm not a player. I'm just an observer. To me, that felt like the wrong play to make. You had position on the map. Be confident. Feel confident. Because you had the lead, too. That's the thing. You have a kill lead. And yes, I get that you're going to be playing for time. But at the same time, you have some of the best shooters in the game. Be confident in your players. Stick it out where you are. And then, you know, even then, let's say that let's say that one of the players on G1 get kind of an upper hand and you have a player that goes low health. Then you can start pushing yourselves back because you know where they're coming from. But if you're already looping back with 22 seconds left and you don't know where they're going to be trying to get you from, it's all your backs are turned. You have no idea what's happening. It just didn't work out. So like I said, hopefully they take that back to the lab figure out what's going there, and we just continue on like normal. Um, and they keep trying to win. So that means that Cloud9 is out. G1 have guaranteed themselves top three. But the fun doesn't stop there. We move back to winner's final. Sentinels versus Optic Gaming. We know what Optic are. As of right now. Opti- as, as of that point, Optic was a great online team. We already knew this. They dominate their scrims. They dominate in online tournaments. We knew this. Sentinels, we know what they are. They are composed. They just play well together as a team. We know what to get out of Sentinels. So what was going to happen in this series? Well, Optic Gaming dominated. They beat Sentinels 3-1, sending Sentinels to the losers' final against a red-hot G1. Now, while the first two games leaned heavily in the favor of OpTic, I'm going to say this. I truly felt it was Snakebite who wasn't performing to the level that he was expected of a player such as himself. But that was until Game 3. When he turned up, helped lead the team to a win. Okay, But Game 4, regardless of Sentinels firing on all cylinders, OpTic were able to clutch it up and win the Series 3-1. But I I truly believe that because Snakebite was not playing well in those first two games, Optic were able to take control. But hey, it's how the cookie crumbles. So Sentinels get dropped to losers. They're going to be playing against, again, a red hot G1. But the question was, the question was, like an Optic, if you're sitting there waiting for a series to start, how are you going to remain composed? How are you going to remain consistent or are you going to cool off? Turns out, nope, G1 are not going to cool off. Instead, they're going to sweep Sentinels. And this was unexpected, to say the least. The, the Cloud9 thing was unexpected. This was like, whoa. Okay. G1 3-0 Sentinels and sent Sentinels home with the top three finish. G1 looked nearly unstoppable. But even when the games were close. Clearly, BooBooDooBoo joining the team was the right choice for him as things are working out marvelous, marvelously in their favor. But will they finish the job against Optic in two best-of-sevens? Momentum's on their side. Time to see if they can close it out. And then we have the Grand Finals, and the answer is fuck no. <laughs> um, even when the games were close. So this, to me, again, this is an on- Line event. Okay. We know how optic fares online and G1. This is their first time here. My expectation was my prediction was optic would beat sentinels. Sentinels would drop to losers. They would beat whoever comes through losers and it'd be an optic sentinel rematch in grand finals, but optic would win. Clearly I was wrong on the sentinels part, but either way, what happened was Optic 4 g one The games were very close. So much so, the last fucking play of the tournament, it was king of the hill on streets. It came down to a deciding hill in bottom mid. And now for those who don't recall, the overtime rules have officially changed as of this super tournament. The overtime rules are now... For the HCS, that is, in tournament play. If at the end of time, at the end of regulation, both teams are tied in hills, the game will complete, it's a complete restart. Complete restart. If it is then a tie after that restart, it's the first team to two, it'll restart again, but it's the first team to two uh, hill captures. We'll win the game. We really thought that we might have the first restart in ever since this rule change happened in the entire tournament, we really thought this was going to happen in this series, in this game, because all signs were pointing to it, until that last play. I think it was Trippy that had Bulldog, and Trippy got a triple kill. Trippy with the triple, I think Boo 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 was the last alive. They kill Boo Boo Boo. They had only a few seconds left to stay in the hill. Literally zero time left on the timer. They get G1 out of the hill. Trippy gets a triple kill. Boo-Boo-Doo-Boo is the last one alive. They were able to clean him up. They stay in the hill as a tick left on the, the overtime timers there. They get the win. Unbelievable tournament finish. It was exciting. You don't, oh, Lucid had the triple and trippy stayed in Hill. Was it? It could have very well been that. It all happened so fast. It all, it was on, un... it was fucking, fucking crazy, dude. It was absolutely fucking bonkers. You know what I'm going to do? Um, I'm just going to open this up real quick and see. Oh, you're looking at the VOD again? What that final play was, yeah. Because it'll be right here. It'll be right here. Well, so yeah, literally zero seconds left on the clock. Both teams are inching closer to and closer to getting the hill lucid has the bulldog lucid kills first person goa cafe kills the second one that was hiding near atm bench yep kills the third that was up on top c uh pre-devinators the last one alive oh it's dev pre-devinators back a he's no. out he can't do anything about it because he's sitting back a g1 players try to flood a at the last possible second but just can't do it and Optic gaming get the win. It was unfucking believable. I apologize for getting that wrong. I was I was dead wrong on every front. What an unbelievable play. And to encapsulate everything. To me, again, Optic has been in these types of situations before. These players, Optic's players have been in these types of situations before where. Um, G1 haven't, this is G1's first time. And the fact that G1 got this far was incredible. It was incredible that I have to give them all the praise I possibly can, but people need to keep expectations in check here. Guys, this was an online tournament. And if the observer issues are to be believed in terms of server preference, that's a whole other debacle. Okay, and this isn't to throw salt or shade at any team, regardless of their placing. I clearly wanted Optic to win. But we need to keep a level head about this. I think G1 played incredibly well at this event. I think KCP played terribly this event. Like, I can call it as I seize it, all right? But at the same time, we know what Optic is capable of online. We've seen what OpTic is capable of on LAN, which is not the same. Just because you see scrims going a certain way does not necessarily mean that that's going to translate to basically anything. But the fact of the matter is, G1 played incredibly well this entire tournament. And in my mind, yes, it showed that they can hang with the top dogs. But we need to wait for Orlando. Because yes, Optic won it. Optic dropped a single game the entire tournament. A singular game. How does this translate to Orlando? Because we saw them, what, they dropped maybe a few games in scrims leading up to KC, Kansas City? What did that equate to? Oh. That's right. And then on the flip side, if I'm being optimistic... If I'm being optimistic about OpTic, about G1, I have to say this as well. One of my biggest concerns leading into this super, one of my biggest concerns about leading into Orlando about OpTic was their consistency in gameplay. Their listening to one another. Their strategies. Their team play. We know that they can slay. We understand that. But can they listen to one another? Can they keep setups? Can they not push when they don't need to? Okay, we talked about that earlier with another team. And yes, they can. I have learned from this event that they can listen, that they can move as a team, that they can work more together. They did make some mistakes. Every team makes mistakes, okay? Can they keep this consistency going into Orlando? That's my question. Because that's the one thing for me, Missing from their resume right now. A land win. If they can win Orlando, if they can win Worlds, all of my doubts would be laid to rest at that point. It's the one thing that's missing for me from them. They can dominate online. Good for them. Get your money. Go, go win some online events. That's cool. But we all know, Optic knows, all that matters is a land win. All that matters to them, all that matters to all these teams is Worlds. We'll just have to see what happens for them. And then for G1, big ups to you guys taking second in this tournament. But again, it's online. And the thing that I learned from you guys versus an optic, now granted, you did eliminate Sentinels. You did eliminate Cloud9. You did eliminate United. But it needs to be said, you guys understand the things you need to work on. Optic Gaming were able to make the plays that G1 were not. That is what won Optic those games. Yes, every game was close. But what did it come down to? What did it come down to at the very end? A singular play. And the better team tonight made that play time and time again. And this isn't to shit on G1 in the fucking slightest. It's not. It's to prove that they have more to learn. Because if they do... If they take back, if they go back and they watch these VODs, they watch these scrims, they watch everything, they learn from them, they grow from them, then yes, they are 1,000% going to be a massive monster in Orlando. They prove they have what it takes to hang with the dogs. They do. They did. They did tonight. Can it translate to LAN? That's the question. That's the question. What did you think of bracket play, Will?
1: Oh. You know, it, it. was, it was good to see these teams back in action after the break. We had a bunch of roster changes. We didn't know how things were going to work out. A lot of these teams still need to figure out what they're doing with their new players. They don't seem to be working. It's uh, not everything was plug plug and play, right? Yep. So they got to figure out their strats, how they're going to play together, which, to me, only bodes well for Optic and Sentinels who have stuck together and will keep playing together. Um, you're right in saying this is online. This doesn't really count as a chip for anyone. It was just another money for or yeah tournament for money. And Orlando's the big thing in
0: sights coming up. Yes. 1,000%. Thank you, Will. Um, before we get into the other, uh, the results and everything, uh, let's go through the teams that qualified for Orlando pool play from this event. These include Sentinels, Optic, Cloud9, G1, Faze, United, G2, and Pioneers. Yes, the Pioneers still, even taking last in their pool, qualified for pools. In Orlando. Still a lot of teams have work to do. Um, and we'll see what happens later on. Um, Justin says, Will, your beard looks good, by the way. Yeah.
1: Thank you. It does. It looks clean. Yeah, it Trimmed it up.
0: Way better than I could ever do.
1: I've actually bought a clippers with the attachments. Nice. So I can just... Look it at good, you. Call it good. Groomed up daddy over it here. It was getting a little, uh, uh you know wild man going for a little bit. So I really had to clean it up.
0: Yep. Um, Bro, the G1 team really surprised me. These guys mean business. Absolutely. Uh, And then Fresh said, yeah, certainly didn't expect them to come second. I knew they'd be better, but not by this margin. They did play incredibly well. And that definitely goes to be said. Um, Colonel, we are about to trust me. He's coming up. Don't worry. Best player in the world. Kratos. Uh, here's your results for the tournament. In 9th through twelfth, you had space station and oxygen. Well, it was like 910, but yeah. space station oxygen, two two grand a piece. Seventh and eighth, phase and Pioneers, $2,500 a piece. Fifth, sixth, EU United and G2 Esports, $3,850 uh, a piece. And fourth was Cloud Nine. $7,800 to them. In third place, Sentinels, $14,000 to them. G1, $27,500 for them in second place. In the first place, again, only dropping a single map all tournament long. Optic Gaming with $45,000 hairs. Um, I want to give a special shout out to all of the talent that was part of this event um, starting with everybody that worked behind the scenes, all the observers, everybody that went to, that helped to make this production a success. Um, probably one of my biggest, my biggest takeaways from this event was that I appreciate everybody doing the best that they could to make the games like to get into the games as quickly as possible. Um, so much so that I got to give a shout out to the casters for calling the players out. Um, I think it was yesterday, where. Like I think Lottie was talking about, someone said that, don't worry, we want to get into the game as quickly as possible, but we're actually waiting on the players. And I'm like, hell yeah. So that was great to see. Breaks were at a minimum. And also I want to say, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we had a single disconnect the entire tournament.
1: Now, I was in and, in and out a lot on Saturday. But from what I saw,
0: no, I don't remember one myself. I don't think there was a single disconnect. I could be wrong, but I don't think I saw a single disconnect the entire tournament. And then also, it's funny because at the same time yesterday, uh, the main stage of COD went down. So And that went down for like an hour or so.
1: Yeah, because the game surfers were
0: under maintenance. Oh, my God. unfucking believable From their own game. So, special shout-out to the talent included uh, Lottie, Walshy, Gaskin, Shirzy, Clutch, Onset, Bravo, Why Not, Active, shout-out Active for getting a shot, uh, Louis V. Titan, Tools, Shyway, Magic, Moonshot, and everyone behind the scenes at both the HCS and LVT. Um, Because LVT casted the C-Stream, as a matter of fact. So, shout-out everybody involved um, on making the event as great as possible, it was, it was smooth. Um, again, having break times be as minimal as possible was just great. It was just great. Um, let's see. Again, overall thoughts I have: keeping expectations in check around this event and how teams performed. This was really a true test of practice. For the teams competing ahead of the next LAN, which is Orlando, just want people to keep in mind that, okay. G one ride your high. Optic. Think about what's ahead, okay. That goes for every fucking team. Let's talk about that potential ping to observer server issue. So hoaxer tweeted out, um. We take the L in winner's semis, but GG's to Optic. Games 1 and 3 were outstandingly on us. Not a fan of observers having an influence on server prioritization based on their respective locations. Okay. So Snipedown then, tweeted. Love flying to Texas for an online qualifier just to have the spectators influence the server selection. Hope I never have to play another high-stakes online tournament like this again. Huge improvements out of the team. Sucks going out early. Gg's to EU. And then hoaxer retweeted that one and said the following: "Got to keep it real. This so much. The whole idea behind each team investing and in traveling to Texas for this online super was to play on the uh, central, on the South Central server. Win or lose, we all took an L that we had no chance in seeing it coming. Damn, I feel like a clown, but hindsight is 2020." So, if that's true, that sucks. We did, we always talked about how it does suck that this was an online-only event. um, That this couldn't have been a LAN. Because I think then we really, like this, if this event was a LAN, then I, everything I said about thinking about being an online event and all that shit would be out the window. And we'd have true, solidified evidence on where teams are ahead of Orlando. But, it's it. Like I said, if that's true, that really fucking sucks because then now we're playing the, what if game, you know, what if everyone was playing on the South central server and everyone had the same ping, how would these series differentiate? Would G1 be in the same place that they are? Would cloud nine be in the same place they are? Would KCP be in the same place they are? Would phase have won the event? The answer to that one's no, but now we enter the realm of what if. And I don't want to play that game. It sucks if that is true. But the results are the results. In Hoaxer snipe down everybody who had to deal with this shit. I mean, basically everybody had to deal with this that moved down there for the weekend. You guys know what's next. Orlando's next. Take it on the chin watch some film review, practice up, and go show them what you're truly fucking made of when it really matters. We know what you can do on a LAN. We've seen it. Twice. That was Cloud9 specifically. You guys are going to be fine. Just keep that practice going. And then, let's talk about phase for a second. Or do you, have, I'm sorry, Will, do you have anything you'd like to add for the ping? Nope, go. Off. Okay. Let's talk about FaZe for a second. There's a clip I want to play. I'm going to play it live. We'll do a live. This is from Mick stream the other day. And I think he hit the nail on the head for FaZe. When compared to other teams. Ladies and gentlemen, here is that clip got this like epiphany when I was talking with Renegade but like Sentinel says Royal 2 right like if, if like Snakebite and Frosty's plays like aren't coming together like if their aggression isn't coming together like Royal 2 is there to like keep them map control he stays alive he keeps map control he does damage Optic has Lucid. Lucid does the same thing. Trippy does it as well that's why Optic kind of has issues because they have two people that do it and I think you only need one E United has Ryan Noob. C9 has Eco. Um, FaZe doesn't have anybody that's doing that right now. They're all just, like, being aggressive and, like, not... They're all making plays, right? And when I say making plays, it doesn't mean they're, like, actually executing the plays. They're just, like, trying to make plays because that's the way that all four of them play. And someone just needs to back up and just be, like, the anchor player. Like Someone just needs to be the anchor player for that team. But who could it be? We know Spartan is trying to take the leader role of the squad. Could it be a Falcated? The the, the kind of the unsung hero of the team, if you will? The outspoken hero of the team? Will, if you had to if you had to pinpoint who the anchor player of phase would be. Who would you give that title to? Who would you want to take up that mantle of the anchor player?
1: I th- honestly, I think snipe down himself. Okay, okay, because he's—I he, mean, if he's holding down an area of the map, right, mm-hmm. getting positioning—that sounds like what he loves to do is to snipe. You know, <laughs> give hey. him the sniper or whatever, and have him anchor parts of the map. Sure, for you like.
0: way I would think it would go. Okay. I could see that. I could see Snipe being the guy. Here's thoughts from Spartan, not on the anchor situation, but just of how that team has been performing. And this is after they had lost. Again, tweets from Spartan. And I quote, once I figure out my place and role in the squad, I'll start to fall into place. It'll start to fall into place. Struggling to identify my spot, so I'm uncomfortable at the moment. Confident I'll figure it out and get back in my groove. Definitely frustrating because we are nowhere even close to our ceiling, but we're also not very far off the floor. Process is going to be a tough one, but we can pull it together starting tomorrow and throughout the rest of the season. Always sucks losing, but I'm not too upset like I was yesterday. So that that middle one was from Saturday. This is from Sunday. We were a completely different team today than yesterday time to go home get back to the grind hammer down on the mistakes and get better plenty of time to reach new heights come orlando or i should say that was from like friday and then the other one was from saturday whatever it doesn't matter they were out that's my biggest thing with spartan that's my biggest thing with phase right now is that if spartan is to take the mantle of being the leader of this team then i love what he is saying he's being very humble about how his team is performing. He is be, he's being very introspective about how his team is playing and as long as he continues to learn and continues to grow that can only help that team. Everybody knows my thoughts about Tyler. But if he can if he keeps this up I will be continuing to turn a new leaf over to him. We need to see how this goes into Orlando at this point. This online event, this online super, was their first tournament as a team. Their first real tournament as a team. So, we'll have to wait and see. But we all know what that, we all know what those individual players are capable of. It's just whether or not they can... Hone everything in, work together as a team and make something special happen at LAN. But Tyler, Spartan, I greatly appreciate the stuff that you're saying. Because it's one thing. It's one thing to have a bad placing at a tournament and look back and be like, oh fuck it. Well, who cares? But no. You were taking ownership. That's it. You're taking ownership over the faults of the team right now. And you were saying what you need to do in order to become better. Now you just need to do it. And I'm excited to see how you guys perform in Orlando. And as long as everybody sticks together, I'm excited to see what happens after that too. Will. Yeah. One quick rant before we get to some awards that I have. Oh, boy. The rant that I have is just an overall infinite gameplay rant, which will take like two seconds to get through. Sword trades. Hmm. The thing that I cannot fucking stand in this title is... The sword does not have a great counter other than basically repulsor. What I believe should happen, and I might be in the minority here. Oh, we getting dinner? Yo, we got mac and cheese. Sorry, we have no microwave to make. It's okay. okay. I know. Sorry. Oh, you're good. Thank you for getting that. Mm-hmm. We have mac and cheese, ladies and gentlemen.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. Feel free to dig in if you'd like. I'll wait. All right. So. The thing that irritates me about Halo Infinite's sandbox is that or oh, there's sandbox again. The thing that disappoints me about Halo Infinite's gameplay is that when you when a player with sword is charging you and you do not have a viable weapon to kill them with, and but let's say you get them down to where a melee would kill them, and he swings it he or she or whatever swings at you and you melee at the same time, but you're the one that dies because they had sword. And they're sitting there one shot. Maybe they're able to just run away like nothing happened. That shit irritates the fuck out of me. In my opinion, again, a lot of people may not agree with this, but this is my opinion. In my opinion, if you're in that scenario, you get a person that if you melee them once, sword or not, and and they're going to die, but they do the same for you because it's a one-hit sword kill, And you guys collide, it should be a trade. The swords drop down in the middle, it should be a trade. Move on. But that's not the case, and it's fucking irritating. Ready for some awards, Will? Sure. All right. Your most imp oh this HTS Pro Talk Awards. I was gonna do like a fucking thing, you know? Like get an award show sound or something. I just didn't have the time. that's fine. Your, mo- your HCS Protag Award for Most Improved Team for the HCS North American Super is G1, obviously. It's kind of a fucking no-brainer. Your HCS Protag Award for the Biggest Disappointment Team of the HCS North American Super is the Kansas City Pioneers, in my opinion. They got their worst placing they've ever had in a tournament. So there's that. Your breakout player award for the HCS North American Super, I'm going to give it to Barcode. He comes overseas to play with the North American G2 squad and plays insane. He has some things he needs to clean up. He needs to dial things back a little bit. I think he pushes out a little too much when he doesn't need to. Gets a little overly aggressive. But he was excited, man. He was feeling it. He got an unofficial overkill. He's just he he was playing lights out the entire event. So good good for him, but I still breakout player. I'm going to give it to him. Clean things up. He's going to be a god. Greatest performance award. This the individual player award. Your greatest performance award goes to. I'm going to give it a tie. Your co-winners include. I'm going to say boo boo doo boo, because duh. And Lucid, for the pure consistency in his play. Boo Boo was on a fucking revenge tour this tournament. I was really close to giving this to Rain or Ryanube. I was really close, because Ryanube was playing the event of his life. And Rain had some of the best stats out of the entire event. But when you gave Boo Boo Dooboo the sniper rifle, or you just have Lucid on your team, magic happens magic happens so congratulations to them and then our final award of the night your worst performance award for the HCS North American Super goes to none other than the greatest Halo player of all time who was robbed of the HCS top 25 top 25 players of all time list yes he is none other than enemy number one in the Halo scene Kratos (laughs) Who not only had a breadstick game, but also had a donut game. A goose game. Dropping a fucking nothing bomb. Zero kills. got annihilated. Kratos is your worst performer of the event. Congratulations to all of our award winners. Congratulations. Your awards will not be in the mail because I didn't fucking make them. So, I mean, hey, I gotta be honest, you know, that's verbal it. awards, verbal awards. Will, is there anything you'd like to add for the HCS North American super before we close the topic out?
1: No, I'm, I'm good. I think we covered everything I uh, I had planned as well. So,
0: All right. With that, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for our topic of this week's show of the HCS North American Super. Congratulations to Optic on winning the event. Congratulations, G2, for taking second and proving a lot of people wrong, semi-including myself. But, hey, Orlando's right around the corner. Make it known. Make it known that you deserve to be there at the top. His teams are going to be gunning for it. Well, with that, let's get into our regular show and let's get into some competitive news. AMD presents the Halo Infinite 5K Duos by GT Halo. It's on Sunday, August 21st, 20, 21st, 2022 at the CNE. It's a 5000 dollars prize pool. Team size is two players. Then tournament cap is 32 players. You can register at the link in the Google Doc of the show to the show. I would say exclamation point show notes in chat. But that link is incorrect. So, give me a moment. Will can I ask you to do something for you want me? Want me to run through the other can, ones? Can yes, please. Can you do so? And you started what you did the AMD right? Correct, I did. I'm gonna get the link updated and then uh, we'll continue. All right, we
1: also have the Halo Five Throwback Snipers Tournament announcement. This is by Key64 on August 27th at 2 p.m. Eastern. It's 4v4 team snipers, free entry, and a $1,000 prize pool. We have the Dallas Exposure LAN announcement. This is by article. Proud to announce I'm partnering with Exposure in hosting a local Halo lands in the Dallas, Texas area. Um, so it's the Dallas Exposure LAN, $8622, $10 all-day pass, main stage setups. Eights matches will be streamed. Food and beverages allowed. BYOC and limited setups. We had the Europa Halo update by Europa Halo. And they state, thanks to all who took part in the summer series. We will review our roadmap for the rest of the year. We are currently working on something special and hope to have details in coming weeks. Potential sponsors and partners can get in touch via DM or email. Show notes has been updated. Um. And do you want me to run through this? I'll just keep running. Go ahead. Uh, King of the Hill rule changes. This is by Richie Hines over on Twitter. This was a big one for the week, especially right before the tournament. Beginning with the NA Super, we are changing the restart conditions for King of the Hill. A new rule states that if a match ends in a tie, the replay match will be a full replay, first to four. If the replay also ends in a tie, the next replay will be first to two-point wins. Uh, there will also be an adjustment made to the in-game settings for King of the Hill when the August drop pod lands later this month. These changes are as follows. Sudden death game game state completely disabled. Overtime OT time extension triggers if game is tied at the end of regulation. 1 minute in arena, 2 minutes in ranked, no matter the score 1122 etc. Next hill will then win.
0: That's awesome. Love that change. Love that upcoming change.
1: Yeah. And then last piece here by Onvor and it's skewer issues on Catalyst. He said, "Can we like take the skewer out of the ca- out of Catalyst or stop playing the map until it's fixed?" Tired of seeing skewer shots stuck in Spartans
0: not killing them. So I didn't see a lot of the other people talking about this, but if it's an issue, hopefully it gets resolved. I just wanted to pinpoint it just in case it is an issue. I'm is-
1: wondering if it's like a client side issue for him, like mm. if he's got if he shot someone on his screen, but they were in a different
0: spot. But that skewer stays on his screen for him type of thing. You never know. And it definitely sounds like it's a possibility. If I'm not seeing other people have this complaint, then it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for the competitive news. Your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Oh, shit. My kid's here again. I see you, Daddy. I see you, too. I got Oh, thank you. Presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Halo sports oh. needs. Oh, my kid. Oh, okay daily tournaments z league yeah. daily tournaments and first blood yeah. daily tournaments hello. hello monday august 8th hello. hello monday august 8th we have the esports arena series e tournaments and the hcs ffa series for australia new zealand mexico eu and north america yeah. those are taking place yeah 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 you're on my team i'm on your team Yeah. Hell yeah. On Sunday, August 14th. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to do this. The HCS Open Series for Australia, New Zealand, Mexico, EU, and North America are also taking place. Let's go. Oh, Linnea is now officially part of the show. Hello, Linnea. Don't be typing shit. Get out of here. Bye. (laughs) Love you. All right. That was something. Sorry. She's fast. She is fast. That was crazy. All right. That was fun. Oh, no. She's screaming as she leaves. Holy shit. Whoa. That's it for your upcoming terms of the week presented by noobcombo.com. Check out noobcombo.com for all your Halo eSports needs. And without further ado, I'm going to press some motherfucking buttons. Oh, he didn't press this button. Oh, shit. Okay, well, that was, that was actually a free upcoming service. It's time. Uh, Will, I'd ask you, but I'm going to ask myself, Josh, what do we got next? Roster Media! We have Underground. It's Tarnsky, Monza, Engine, and Dramatic. They're going to be playing at the HCS uh, Australia, New Zealand Regional in Melbourne. We have Complexity, Officially Welcoming, Neuronical, and Cycle. To the roster, even though it was already confirmed, but it's just now a you know real thing. Cloud9 officially welcoming Bound, because that was unbelievably stupid that it took him five years to do so. And then Luminosity. We are happy to have recently worked with Complexity to facilitate a transfer of Cycle and Ironical luminosity will now be monitoring the HCS landscape to determine the proper path forward and intend to remain involved in halo esports. We would like to thank cycle and ironical for their efforts under the luminosity banner. In other words, you fucking bastards better not get partnered. And then, and finally, Oh, here's a fun one. We have black hand and they parting their ways with piles. This is fun guys. Not at all. Here we go. Effective immediately, Blackhand, Blackhand, has parted ways with Victor Piles Rivera from our Halo Infinite North American roster. This, is a, this decision was taken entirely because of multiple instances of Victor's disorderly conduct that negatively impacted Blackhand's reputation and ability to do business. Motherfucker, you trying to pay your players in fucking crypto? Shut up. What Piles did was stupid too, but like, come on. We've had this issue before. His actions are inconsistent with our fundamental values of integrity and respect for the gaming community. We pride our e- our esports gaming organization on representing our best players, the best esports talent, and making the space fair and equitable for all players. While Victor represented Blackhand, we achieved great things such as qualifying for our debut appearance at the HCS Pro Series, qualifying for the North American Super, placing top 28 at HS Kansas City Major. That's great. That's a great thing there. And partaking in a month-long boot camp in Texas. Blackhand wishes Victor the best in his career and his business endeavors. The last thing I want to say about this, okay? The last thing I want to say about this. Anthon, thank you very much for the follow. Greatly appreciated. The last thing I want to say about this is the following. Piles complained a lot about him not getting paid a good amount of money from Blackhand. Guess what, bro? It didn't sign shit! Blackhand, bad on you for not paying. But also, it's not really your, you don't need to if Piles didn't sign anything. And then Piles said that he wasn't offered anything to sign until later on. Well, guess what? Read the writing on the fucking wall, bro. What are you doing? Oh my God. Are you serious? (sighs) <sighs> Blackhand, I'm just going to say it straight to you. Get the fuck out of the crypto space. Okay? You're trying to you're trying to pawn off your own fucking bullshit. Stop it. Just stop it. Piles grow the fuck up. Good lord, I'm so fucking sick of things like this happening. Oh, I didn't get paid what I'm owed. You're not owed shit if you didn't sign anything, you moron. I'm fired up. That's it for Roster Radio. God, sorry to take your (laughs) fucking segment. We swapped segments. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say we have scrim recaps, but unfortunately, again, the Halo Data Hive and Halo.API snafu is going on. But um, Halo Data Hive did share a tweet. And he said, progress with an hourglass emoji. I'm excited. And it was a screenshot of Halo Data Hive with a scrim recap. I'm excited. I really hope he's able to get things figured out, um, reduce the amount of API, API calls, whatever it may be. I'm just, oh, we desperately need it back. That's it for the stream Recaps. Will, do you want to get through the tournament and league recaps over the last week? Yeah. Just a few. Just
1: a few. We'll start with Esports Arena Series E. This took place on August 1st. Fourth place was Exo Esports. Third, Shopify Rebellion. Second went to Crowd Pleasers. And first went to Lions. We had the HCS FFA Series for Australia and New Zealand. New Zealand. New Zealand. <laughs> um, fourth went is Jex... Jack Sire, third went to Aleo, second went to Scoobmeister, Scoob, and first went to Berserk. The FFA series for Mexico, fourth place was Gorreloco, third went to Dolan, second Drax, and first tapping buttons. Hell yeah. Uh the FFA series for EU and fourth place was Glory GG's, third was Septic, second Snipe Drone, and first Legend. And for North America, fourth place went to Shadows and Y. Uh, third was going to Plexion, second was cheesy, and first went to Porky J.
0: Hell yeah. There we go. Thank you very much for going through those, Will. Yeah, yeah. Greatly appreciated, as always, sir. With that, let's get into some regular news. The August Drop Pod Preview. This is by Unishek. That's right. We finally got to use it again. Took a while over there arriving this tuesday august 9th our next drop pod will focus on improving the player experience on multiple fronts this update is set to expand each player's customization options including quality of life improvements and will lay the groundwork for even more community requested features first up in the live department visors will now work on all cores holy shit At present, there are a multitude of visors in the game split across the five armor cores. If you've wanted to use that shiny gold noble visor, which has uh, hitherto been locked to the Mark V armor, to complete your look on any of your other cores, you'll be able to make that happen when the August drop pod lands. What this means is that all visors that are currently in the game and all future visors to come will work across all helmets from all armor cores. Now how about some Mark seven helmet attachments Continuing with the theme of improving customization options. This drop pod will allow for certain Mark seven helmet attachments to be worn across multiple Mark seven helmets. Um, so yeah, a full list of the helmet and helmet attachment combinations will be included in the drop pod patch notes when it goes live on the multiplayer front, additional ranked playlists. Holy moly. But wait, it's just one. So, on the multiplayer experience front, this update will make it easier for us to implement more ranked playlists moving forward. Moving forward. Kicking things off will be ranked doubles, which is set to land two weeks after the Drop Pod's release, along with a CSR reset. Okay? So you have two weeks from a Tuesday to get whatever rank you were hoping to get before your CSR is going to reset and rank Doubles gets added. Additionally, a Social Team Doubles playlist will be accompanying rank Doubles on its launch day, meaning Halo Infinite will be getting twice the 2v2 fun. We'll monitor... Now, here's where things get a little bit dicey for me. We'll monitor the health of rank Doubles in all of our playlists after its addition to the matchmaking lineup. If all playlists continue to perform as expected... We will keep these additions and continue experimenting with adding more ranked playlists in the future. But that sounds to me like if they don't perform well, then we won't get more. So you better play this shit. Region select groundwork. In the opening of this blog, we mentioned that we were laying some groundwork for the future as well. While there is no player-facing change here just yet, this drop pod does contain a lot of the groundwork required to turn region select on in the future. This would allow players to select between all searching across all regions, faster search times, or their local region, better pings. This feature is still some time away, but players may spot some of the backend work that has been done to start putting things in place. We'll have more to share about region select as we get closer to its launch. And finally, presentation challenges are going to be on the pause menu. Whoa! With this drop pod release, your active challenges will be viewable while in a match on the pause menu. We know it's helpful to be able to quickly glance at your active challenges as well as their descriptions at any given time during a match, so we're happy to get this implemented. But please note, this screen will not show the exact numbers remaining or total for your challenges just yet. Since challenges currently update at the end of a match, we chose not to display the numbers intentionally to avoid any confusion around not seeing them update in real time. We are working to make it so challenges do tick during a match, but we wanted to get this helpful first step out to all of you since it was ready. So while you'll see your challenges, they won't update in real time. Keep that in mind. And that's it for the regular news. Just one big blog post for you and i appreciate that you know kind of the games watch the cdl champs have concluded literally as this event was happening for the hcs north american super and here are your results the la thieves have won it's basically all i got they won in really dominant fashion as well not only did they send phase 2 losers with a 3-1 victory and easily handed Optic their worst loss of the t- of uh, like of a tournament. They handed Optic's ass to them in a 3-0 fashion. LA Thieves beat FaZe again in the grand finals 5-2. They were up four games to nothing. And then um FaZe win their next couple of games, including a round 11 S and D win. But in the end, it didn't matter in the end. It didn't even matter. Rest in peace. Yeah, that's congratulations to the LA thieves. Uh, they're a little cocky, you know, but the way I look at it is if you have, if you have the skills and you win, talk your shit. Talk your shit. Teams will have another opportunity next year when the new COD comes out. So talk your shit while you still can and get them dubs. Congratulations, LA Thieves. That's it for COD and other games. Oh, watch. It's time for... I'd say other games too, but it
1: doesn't look like you did anything else. No, I just played some Infinite on Thursday and a couple games on Friday. That was about it.
0: Very nice. How'd they go? Yeah. Fine. Okay. 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 I see.
1: Uh, you got a note in there too.
0: Yeah. I didn't play anything. At least I don't think I did. I don't remember that I did. Uh, because I actually did a complete, uh, backyard lawn renovation and said, uh, it was months in the making and I finally was able to get it done. I actually got it done yesterday during the, um, watch along that we did in the discord. Yeah. Uh, I stepped away for like an hour to, because it I, I did it early in the morning before uh, the tournament started for the day and then it downpoured like it was a nightmare and then there was like a couple hour lull with the weather so I finished it off then so I'm really happy that that is done. Now, I don't think I really played anything so there's that. Let's get into some shoutouts, Will. Shout out to everyone who joined in the community play date. Uh, We didn't really have one. So for those who did play, I think I saw Mar and Hero Spartan uh, in the Playdate chat. So maybe they got some games in. Shot was in there. Shot was in there too? Hell yeah. Get your games in, bros. Shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. We were live for a long time today. Um, Still still are. Yeah, over nine hours. Nine hours. Holy crap. Yeah, over nine hours so far. Um, And we had a lot of people come in so let's let's just go through them uh big uh brg friends uh casey no paul blemo great name as well ghost piercer jurgen Brohammer, hammer tile hopper musty danny beans for lunch griffin or giffin my apologies um oh god faculet Facule, Yep. yep dirty mike's shag wag the small good Bay Area, Macnado, because that's what we called him, right?
1: Mac, yeah, yeah, it's Macnaldo.
0: Yeah, uh, Jagged Cloud, Hollywood Gaming, Manuel, De Trousy, uh Damn Betsy, Joja Boy, Easy Mode, Ro- uh, Easy Mode Rome, Kogxta, Cole and Anthon. Thank you so much for the follows. Greatly fucking appreciated. Holy moly. And then we had Zarners with the 15 month resub. Uh, Fournier with the one month sub. Uh, Raider Hater with the eight month resub. Night Fox with the two month resub. Beth with the 27 month resub. Shogun with the two month resub. Mythic with the primer. And Fresh Citrus with the primer. Thank you all so very much for the subs as well. You all get. Woo! Beautiful. Fucking A. Happy belated birthday to Ogre 1 and Ogre 2 because they're twins. Mm. So they share the same birthday. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to uh, Jervalin. And if I mispronounce the name, I apologize. I'm becoming the first reported player ever to beat Halo 2 Lasso without dying and winning the Moist Critical $20,000 challenge. And if you want to check out the entire VOD of that, it's in the Google Doc of the show. It's the show exclamation point show notes in the chat. That's it for the shout outs. How about some community creations? We have Halo memes every day. Reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Halo memes. And then we have the Ishii montage number 10. Number 10. Edited by Double A. Go check that video out. Will? Yeah. We've been live a long time. It's been a while. Thank you, thank you so much for that. With that, Will, we've got mac and cheese sitting in front of us. Yeah, it's time for some dinner, Mm-hmm. a late night dinner. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging out with us for this entire day, for the show, for the event. If you if you if you were in the Discord during the watch along yesterday. Um, during the watch along on Friday. Thank you guys. Hope you guys had fun. This is a great event. A phenomenal event even. And Will, all that's left to do is for you to plug the show. Why well, yes, yeah, so you
1: can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HGS Pro Talk. We're on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as well. Leave us a review and let others know about the show. Pocket Cast. Go check it out. Uh, we have our own Discord. We do. Uh, If you want to link up with us during the week, see what we're posting, talk about tournaments, all that good stuff, go join the Discord. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for social media sites. Search for HGS Pro Talk. We do have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash HGS Pro Talk. If you want to go check out any VODs that get posted there, if you can't watch live and want to go see what we're doing, go to YouTube. Uh, We're live on Twitch every Monday, usually at 7 p.m. Central. We did one Special today because of the event. I'm tired if you can't tell. We have our own website, htsprotalk.com, with a link to our merch in the top right corner. I believe Josh put some new items in there.
0: Oh, my God. That's right. I actually totally forgot about that. If you guys go to htsprotalk.com right now, and you click at the merch button at the top right corner, you will see that, yes, we have some brand new items in the store. Shirzy one. I fucking love you, man. man. (laughs) Says, I searched handsome on Twitch and it brought me here. You are so, so nice. Sherzy, let me just say, you did phenomenal as always, as always during the event. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Thank you to you and the entire crew for everything that you guys do. Uh, We talked about it on the show earlier, but seriously, this event felt like it went off without a fucking hitch. There was low to there was like minimal to no downtime. Matches were gotten into as quickly as fucking possible. The banter was top tier and obviously the games were incredible as well. Like you all did incredible. It's a phenomenal job. Loved the event. This just makes it me so more so much more excited for Orlando more so than I was before and I was already stoked. Like we, while we all wanted this event to be a LAN, it really says something that even as an online event, this truly felt this no shit. This event went better than KC and Raleigh combined separate, whatever it may be. I swear to God, it felt like we didn't have a single disconnect the entire tournament. When we had disconnects on LAN, like wow. this tournament was incredible. But back to what I was saying. Sherzy, you're awesome. But I have to plug merch. Okay? I have to plug merch for a second. If you go to htsprotect.com and you click on the merch button in the top right corner, yes, we have a couple new items. We have a new black logo tri-blend short sleeve t-shirt. Go check that out. It has a black logo htsprotect on the front, and then it has htsprotect on the back in letters and words. Go check that out. In multiple colors as well. Ooh. Love me a tri-blend. And then also, you guys know. You guys know I love stickers. I'm a big fan of stickers. We'll put a sticker pack on the store. I expanded upon it. Now, we have the sticker pack. Don't get me wrong. But we also have black logo stickers and colored logo stickers in three different sizes. Go check them out and buy them because they're great. And I love (laughs) stickers. Also, I'm going to throw this out there too. If anybody is still listening slash watching, checking out the VOD audio version of the show, whatever it may be. If you are a fan of stickers, stay tuned for worlds because guess what? I'll have them there. Black logo and color logo. Come find me. Get yourself a sticker, bitch. <laughs> I'll have stickers. I'm excited. I'll have them there. It's going to be great. Um, and also, this is a tease because we don't know if we're going to have something solidified for the event, but we are thinking about something for worlds separately. I think that's all I'll say. Because again, we we have nothing confirmed yet, but we're thinking about something specific for worlds. So stay tuned for that.
1: All right. And last thing here, make sure to check out EvolvedHalo.com.
0: Your home for Halo!
1: There's shows such as Podcast Evolved, Mission Debrief, Halo TV+, Plus, Book Club, Build with Blocks, and Halo Headlines.
0: And Halo Gear Guide.
1: And Halo Gear Guide. I remembered. I have to add it to the show notes. So, please go check out the fine folks over at Podcast Evolved and their awesome shows. We have our own little show page on there as well.
0: We do. We need to update it
1: and go check it out. It's all I got. Hell yeah. Send us out in a way, Josh.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, after almost a nine and a half hour stream, thank you so very much for hanging out with us during the watch along, coming into the show, whatever it may be, listening live, listening on the VOD, the podcast service of your choice, whatever it may be, you all are fucking incredible. This day was amazing. The tournament was remarkable. The plays, the players, the talent, everybody put on a fucking show. Thank you all so much for your time. Um, uh, wait, Shirzy said, I need to know what both of you will be present for Orlando and Seattle. Last time I was here, uh, I wasn't happy with what I heard. Okay, Shersie, <laughs> before we close it out, again, and this is this is solidified, Orlando is not happening. Orlando just is not happening. It's not in the cards, um, just like jobs, money, whatever it may be, it's just not in the cards. I'm sorry, I really wish we could go because Orlando sounds amazing and people are going to be going to fucking Disney World after the fact. Who doesn't want to go to fucking Disney World? but with worlds being so shortly after Orlando or uh, worlds felt like the better play. Um, so, and then on the world's front, we're getting will closer and closer. Okay. We're getting will closer and closer. I will be there and Jersey. I promise you I'm doing everything I possibly can to get him to come to worlds. I'll be there. We're working on getting Will there, and we're we're getting closer. We're getting closer. And shirzy I promise you. Also, Shirzy, I want to say this because you're here and you you tune in frequently. I want to say this. Uh, we I want to get you on for an interview before, I mean preferably before Orlando, but definitely before Worlds. Okay. So if we it, I, we'll be in DMs and whatnot, but I just want to give you a heads up personally that that is what my plan is. Um, because don't worry, I haven't forgotten. It's just with, with schedules, how they are with the time that we have to spend for the show anyway, it's just really hard to get things coordinated. And we know how busy you guys are as well, but please know you're still right here, front of mind. Want to get you on the show. Um, and Jersey, we owe you a drink as well. Okay. We'll get you a drink at worlds as well. Um, I just love Jersey, man just love him can't can't speak highly enough about him ladies and gentlemen again as before Shirzy rudely interrupted us um (laughs) that's gonna do it for episode 247 again we we led in the show with the uh hcs north american super post show did a little bit of a format change with this episode because it was top of mind wanted to get through that um and then we had the normal show as always guys we'll be back next week to talk about Who the fuck knows what? We'll break some things down further, whatever it may be. We'll have some fun stuff happening. It's going to be a good time because it's always a good time. Guys, thanks again for everything. You've been amazing. We'll be back next week. But until then.